In this podcast, I'm going to talk about 10 more things that women can't stand about men. Dad Mind Matters, helping men safely navigate family life without losing their minds. Two podcasts every week on a Monday and a Thursday. I set up this podcast because I really want to create an online community that supports parents, specifically dads, and specifically dads like myself who often struggle with their mental health. If that sounds like something you'd like to support, please follow my podcast. If you're watching this on my YouTube channel, please hit subscribe. Turn off number 11, poor timing. Apparently women get really frustrated with men and it's a major turn off. I know how frustrating it is when I'm trying to get somewhere and the kids won't find their shoes. Imagine the same frustration is felt by women who has a husband who maybe won't get off the television or won't, you know, you might agree to go and meet people. You might be agreed to go out somewhere. And if she's having to tell you off, having to parent you as a grown man because you're going to be late, that's just really annoying. And imagine a major turn off. Turn off number 12, lack of confidence. I think it's okay to admit you're not sure of something. I'm, I think it's okay to, sh- to say you don't feel confident when you're doing something for the first time. But I think you've got to show in your actions that you've got the confidence to at least try. It's okay if you try something and it doesn't go right. But, it have, but to say, oh, I'm not confident enough, so I'm not going to try, I, it's not good. And women aren't going to be attracted to that. No one is attracted to that. You won't be good at something unless you try. You've got to have the courage to take that first step. It's okay to not have a lot of confidence in a certain skill or a certain activity, but it's not okay to not try. Confidence seems to be something that women are very attracted to. Confidence even to the point of being slightly arrogant. If you're confident in your abilities, that's a big tick in a box. Sometimes you've got to slightly fake it to you make it. Sometimes you've got to basically say the words, I can do this, I'm going to do this. I recently took part in a Brazilian jiu-jitsu tournament. And I'll be honest, I was not confident about doing that. And I had to really talk myself into doing it. Got utterly smashed in my two rounds, but I learned an awful lot about myself, and I now feel more confident not just to do that again, but in other areas of my life. If you accept you're going to be crap at something until you keep doing it, until you keep work at it, that's okay. Not trying, not having the confidence to at least try is not cool. Turn off number 13 cheating. The lists in these series haven't been put in any particular order, but I imagine if they were, this would be way up there. Relationships are hard enough. If a woman is having to sort of slightly investigate you because she doesn't trust you, then really your relationship's doomed. I think it's okay to be in a relationship and maybe for whatever reason your feelings change and or you find someone else attractive and the feelings are reciprocated. That happens. It's a shame, but that happens. What isn't cool is to then start a relationship until you've finished another one. You can't stop who you fall for. And as long as it's not just that you're being a bit bored or that the relationship you're in is, is, is going through tough times and you don't have the work ethic or, or the strength of character to push through. But whatever you do, make sure you don't start a new relationship before you've finished one relationship. It's not something you want to be known for as being a serial cheater. Women are very supportive of each other and they talk. It's not something you want to have a reputation of. A woman is not going to want to embark on a relationship with a man who has a reputation for being a cheater. Turn off number 14, liars. The problem with lying is once you tell a lie, you've got to then lie to to back up that lie. It's a lot of effort. Sometimes telling the truth is scary or it's the difficult choice, but you're just saving yourself so much stress if you just tell the truth. Even if you make a massive mistake, even if you've done something really dumb, much better off than saying, I'm really sorry, I've made a massive error of judgment, I've been an idiot, I've done this. Once you mess up, that's the best possible starting place to start clearing up your mess. People always know the truth. 
people always know or find out what the truth is. If they hear the truth from you first, okay, it's still often not great, but it's so much better than them hearing it from a friend or a colleague or on the grapevine. That's much, much worse. Tell the truth, irrespective of how bad it is, it's only going to sound worse if it doesn't come from you. Turn off number 15, having bad breath. Sometimes at the end of the day, I can't be bothered when I've got the kids to bed, I've wrestled them into bed, I've checked the lock, the doors are locked, and I've done a bit of washing or whatever, I'm tired, brushing my teeth is the last thing I want to do. But you've got to think, does my wife really want to sleep next to a man who's got stinky breath? Think about how you've used stinky breath. Would you like to kiss a woman with stinky breath? No. There's no way a woman is going to want to snog you if your breath smells. Not only is, you know, having a nice smile and clean teeth is not an attractive thing, it's also just, it just shows you care. It shows you have enough sort of self-respect to actually look after yourself. And this leads nicely on to turn off number 16, body odour. Again, it just shows you're lazy. If you can't look after yourself, a woman is not going to entertain having a relationship with you. She doesn't want to have to parent her boyfriend. My wife does not want to have to parent her husband. We've got enough work trying to do that with our children. Don't smell. Change your clothes. Don't leave aftershave and deodorant or hair gel or moisturizer for special occasions. Every day is a special occasion. You're always better looking too smart. You're always better going to that parents' evening in a shirt and some nice shoes and being the smartest dad there than being the scruffiest dad there. Turn off number 17, rudeness. Apparently you can tell someone by how they treat waiters. Treat everyone you meet with the same respect, whether that's the guy that collects your bins up to your manager at work. Treat everyone with the same amount of respect. If you're going out on a date and you're rude to the waiter because you think it makes you look good, it's a major turn off. If you're being unnecessarily rude or arrogant towards someone, that's a major red flag. No one is going to think, wow, what a legend. He was really rude to that barman. The only time you should look down on someone is when you're trying to help them up. Turn off number 18 for women when it comes to men is men who don't have any boundaries. And this can be boundaries as in how often your manager can contact you. If you work nine to five, your manager shouldn't be calling you in the evening. That's time for you to spend with your family or your girlfriend. You need to set healthy boundaries, not just in your personal relationships, but your professional relationships. If a woman goes on a date with you and you're taking phone calls from your manager or a friend or an ex-girlfriend, that doesn't show someone that has healthy boundaries. When you're on a date with someone, you need to do everything you can to show them that you're giving them that your full attention. You're really pleased to be spending time with them, not that actually you're kind of fitting them in around your busy, hectic life. That's a major red flag. And also, if you're over-familiar with maybe some of your ex-girlfriends or maybe some of your female work colleagues, that's going to be a major red flag for a woman, I think. Now, maybe when you get married, maybe involving your mum or your, or your brothers and sisters too much in maybe in your personal affairs, that's someone with, with poor boundaries. If you're having an argument or you've fallen out with your partner, it's not appropriate for you to then discuss this with your mum or your sister, because then your wife or girlfriend is going to feel slightly got at. And also, there are some things that as a relationship that are only your business. It's not good for your partner to think, oh, it's me against him and his mum. Protect your relationship and keep the things that are just relevant to you. Even if you've got a family member who's a bit nosy and would quite like to know what's going on, protect your relationship. Say, well, actually, mum, this is between me and my wife, my, between me and my partner. I don't want to involve you. I don't want to compromise your relationship by, by involving you. Turn off number 19 for women when it comes to men is someone who complains. A good rule for life is to be someone that sees 
the world with a glass half full attitude, not a glass half empty attitude. We're all going through very difficult times. It's very easy to kind of put yourself down, make the situation sound worse. Sometimes you can't stop the thoughts coming, the negative thoughts coming in your mind, but you don't have to vocalize them because the minute you vocalize them, then you're polluting someone else with them. We all have fears and worries about the future. That's natural. And in a way, that's probably quite healthy because it means you're aware of this stuff. But you can talk yourself in and out of things. If your inner dialogue is positive and confident and optimistic, as opposed to depressing and negative, then you're, you're helping yourself. Don't put yourself down. There are enough people in the world and situations in the world that are going to make life hard enough. You need to be your biggest supporter. And that's by being someone who's positive and doesn't complain all the time. No one wants to hear it. No one wants to hear how bad you are. No one wants to hear how pissed off you are. No one wants to hear how annoyed you are at something. I'm not interested. I'm probably dealing with my own stuff. Basically, just keep it to yourself. And it's a really positive trait. If you can basically, and I've tried to do this myself, every time I get a negative thought, I try and stop it and go, well, hang on a minute. You maybe don't have all the information or maybe you're assuming a lot of things. And actually, instead of going, God, what if it doesn't work out? What about, what if it does work out? Oh, what if it goes really wrong? Well, what if it goes really right? I mean, there's as much chance for things going right as to going wrong. Don't preempt things going wrong. Say, I can do this. I've got the ability to do this. And actually, what if it, what if it turns out better than I think? Start thinking like that. And turn off number 20 for women when it comes to men is men who are overly fearful. We're all scared of things in life. That's just a fact. Everyone has something they're scared of. If they don't or they say they don't, they're either lying or they're a robot. So if you're not lying, you're a robot, then you've got some fear in your life. And that's okay. And I think it's also okay to, to vocalize it, but it can't consume your conversations with your partner because they will have things they're scared about. And life is scary. And I always, when I try and say, look, I'm, I'm worried about this, but I'm going I'm to try and do this and I'm going to be positive about it and I'm going to do my best. Being overly fearful of every possible situation. Oh, we can't do that because that might happen. Well, it, it might also turn out better than you think. You need to give it a go. It's very tiring and draining to be with someone who's very fearful of every possible outcome. It's hard enough dealing with all the uncertainty of the world that actually happens naturally without you having to always hold them up or always reassure them or assure them that nothing bad is going to happen because we can't do that. But if you and your partner can see the world and try and manage your fear, deal it with yourself or find coping strategies for yourself, that's really helpful and that will really help strengthen your relationship. Why did she blow you out? So many reasons to choose. You were rude to that waiter and you've got stinky shoes. Turned off, turned off. She thinks you're a prat. Not to mention that hipster hat. Uh, it's not hipster, actually. This new romantic. Case in point. So just to clarify the turn-offs for women when it comes to men listed in this podcast. Number 11, poor timing. Just... Buy a watch, set yourself alarms, be on time. Number 12, lack of confidence. Confidence is something that you can develop. And it's okay to feel unconfident, but it's not okay not to try. Number 13, cheating. It's really something you don't want to get a reputation for. Women talk and no woman is going to want to embark on a relationship with a man who's got a reputation for cheating. Number 14, liars. Lying just makes the situation worse. It never makes the situation better. 15, bad breath. Looking after your personal hygiene is one of the first things you teach as a child. A wife or an a wife or a girlfriend does not want to have to do this for her partner or boyfriend. Number 16, body odor. Being smelly is not attractive. No one, irrespective of a romantic or platonic relationships, 
is going to want to spend any time with someone who smells and just can't be bothered to look after themselves. Make an effort, brush your teeth, wash regularly, make sure you wear clean clothes. Number 17, rudeness. I think you can tell a lot by someone about how they treat people. Apparently, women can tell a lot about their date, about how he treats waiters or barmen on their first date. Treat everyone with respect. Be kind, be friendly, treat everyone with respect, and you're on to a winner. Number 18, no boundaries. When you're in a relationship with someone and you fall out with them, don't talk to your mum to get support. Someone who doesn't have any boundaries, you know, when you're with your partner, don't also be available to all their friends and your manager and your ex-girlfriends. Make sure you've got healthy boundaries in your life. Turn off number 19, someone who's always complaining. Life is hard and there are going to be things you're going to have to deal with that you didn't realise you're going to have to deal with. But if you can approach life with a glass half full as opposed to glass half empty attitude, your life's going to be smoother and probably happier and you're probably going to be more grateful for it. And number 20, fear. We all have fear. We all have things we're scared of. People who say they're not scared of anything are either robots or lying. It's okay to be scared of something if you're doing your best to overcome it, but not doing your best to overcome it and just piling that all on your partner is not okay. I really hope you got some of this podcast. And if you had a comment from it or there's a question that was raised, please put it in the comments below. I've just written a book called First Time Dad that's available on Amazon. It's a 42-week guide to pregnancy for dads on how to look after their mental health and support their partner to the best of their ability. If you'd like a completely free digital copy of the book, just leave your Gmail account in the comments below. Alternatively, you can email me at mydadmissions at gmail.com. All I would ask for is you leave a review on Amazon once you've had a chance to take a look at it. I hope wherever you're in the world, you're okay. Take care. My book, First Time Dad, a 42-week guide to pregnancy, is available in Kindle and paperback form on Amazon and an audiobook form on Audible. To sign up for my monthly newsletter, please visit my website www.dadmindmatters.com.